0: that is all overhead and that's just that needs to be accounted for welcome to the claims clinic why don't you have a seat and show me where it hurts are you feeling depreciated has your acv policy left you with a self-insured penalty having trouble with your gpp don't worry you'll be just fine the doctor will see you now
1: Thank you, Nurse Natalie, and thank you for coming to the Claim Clinic. This is Andy McCabe. I am your Claim Doctor. Hey, it's been a busy year, and I apologize for not getting another episode out to you sooner. It's just been crazy, and I hope you're all doing well. Yeah, I want to give you an update on the 24-hour tech system. That paperwork, that system's been updated several times this year. So if you haven't joined the mailing list and got your free copy of the 20-step mitigations uh, checklist, go ahead and check that out. Um, Get on the mailing list. If you want more information, go to waterdamageprofit.com. There's a lot of folks out there just making way more money, uh, frankly making a whole lot less mistakes because they're using a 24-hour tech system. So uh, today we've got Alina Wilson with XM8 Mastery. Um, I wish I would have had her on the show about, I don't know, 12 months ago. She's amazing with Xactimate. We had a great conversation about objections, uh, ROI of supplements, and uh, just a lot of great stuff. So I hope you enjoy it. Let's get right to it. Okay. Welcome to the Claim Clinic. I am Ian McCabe. I have with me in my Salt Lake Studios, I guess today, right?
0: Uh, That's right.
1: Alina Wilson with Xactimate Mastery. How are you doing, Alina?
0: Doing very well. Thank you.
1: Thanks for coming on. How are you doing? I'm doing great. This, we seem to be good. coming into a very busy season, and uh, uh, everyone is happy when we're busy, so that's a good thing. Uh, for all you folks out there not watching on video, you can't see her beautiful face and my ugly mug, but uh, we're both looks like we're in our, our home offices, which is great. Alina is with uh, Xactimate Mastery, which is an Xactimate training system and uh, coaching uh, business is that correct?
0: That's absolutely correct yes sir.
1: Alina why don't you give us a little background on yourself uh, how you came into the Xactimate world um, and uh, whatever else whatever else you want to tell our audience.
0: Sure absolutely so I came um, in 2010 I uh, came into this business because my father was training adjusters how to use Xactimate um, and I was doing webinars and uh, one day you couldn't make it and he said here tried doing this because I'd use the program a little bit and I said okay and uh, kind of got thrown into it but it was a good thing because when you jump in with both feet sometimes you go you know what I can do this and it worked out so I started training adjusters back in 2010 and uh, um, for about you know f- up until 2014 was on the other side of the fence okay. and then um, started my own company doing Xactimate training and found that the contractors were really being left out of the loop and uh, started doing research on, you know, what what are their needs because adjusters have to use Xactimate for a lot of reporting and other needs that contractors, luckily, don't have to worry about. So when you go to a normal Xactimate training class, they teach you as if you're in the bucket with the adjusters. Well, what I found was contractors have their own specific needs and they need to have their own um, pain points addressed. Mm. So... uh, Yeah, that's how we came up up with um, uh, Exactimate Mastery, and uh, kind of broke away, broke the mold a little bit. In that, I teach you everything you need to know, and nothing that you don't. So that you have the the fine points of the program down and uh, don't have to fill your head with all that stuff that adjusters have to have to do. So um, about a year and a half ago, I just concentrated on training contractors only and really learned that the the biggest pain point is using the program to supplement insurance estimates and uh, just negotiate with insurance companies uh, as a contractor that uh, there's a lot of money that's left on the table if you don't. You know, know the A to Z of how Xactimate works. So that's really what I do. That's what our training program is about: is making sure you not only can efficiently write an estimate quickly, so because it's a big program and can be mm-hmm. a behemoth if you let it. But uh, we we help you write, you know, estimates very quickly, but also make, ensure that you're not leaving money on the table, and that's that's uh, very important too.
1: So you see, the bulk of your clients are non quote what we would call restoration contractors. They are your standard GCs, that um, insurance claim is not something they do on a full-time basis, right?
0: Um, You know, it's a mix of both. Um, uh, I think that most contractors have to use Xactimate when they're dealing with insurance companies. I think that if they're doing retail estimates, that Xactimate isn't the way you want to go. It's uh, uh, definitely an insurance-based software, you know, that's an insurance company. But he owns ExactWare. Barris owns ExactWare.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So I don't. I think it's mostly those contractors that are doing insurance-related work that this would be uh, that Exactimate is crucial in you know apples for apples uh dealing with the adjusters because um, okay. i've worked with some people that say you know i can use i can create my own spreadsheet or i have this other software that'll produce an estimate yes but you have to understand the adjusters still have to turn in an exactimate estimate
1: yes, at do. the end of
0: the day so if you produce something that they can just take and run with how much more easier is it to get the job done than than trying to fight the system exactly so about eighty. 80- 4% of insurance companies use Xactimate.
1: So just to well, give you I'm an idea. it's that low. Um, I guess there's some stability and stuff in there.
0: There is, yeah, okay. MSB and but um, That's why we I chose to train Xactimate for contractors was because there's such a large percentage of insurance companies uh, that use it currently.
1: Okay, so your current uh, business offerings are you have an online course offering and you have personal one-on-one coaching?
0: Yes, and uh, we've also started holding quarterly retreats too. So if you want to bring a group in uh, to Salt Lake, we might be starting to do some maybe in Phoenix when it gets colder, go somewhere a little bit warmer.
1: Awesome. (laughs) Uh,
0: But yeah, uh, so we offer the online training and uh, the personal coaching as well as some retreats and and, uh, yeah,
1: some some other options. Perfect. Let's have one in Bend so we can all go skiing. Let's go. Uh, okay, so let's talk about. You mentioned supplements is where most people get into this. Um, they have an insurance estimate in hand, for, written by an adjuster. It's short. We won't say how short. It's just <laughs> short. It needs some help. Needs some love. Uh, yes. What? Uh, yeah. Let's talk about ROI. What it costs um, for someone to get a supplement done. Um, and and what the benefit is to a general contractor to go through that process.
0: Okay, sure thing. And I think there's a lot of misconception about what supplementing is. Coming from and training adjusters, um, we actually, I was kind of in the classes where they trained policy with adjusters. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to hold my adjuster's license. So what a supplement is, is it gets, it's the first payment that gets the money moving so the job like in a cat situation the job of that field adjuster that independent adjuster that goes out there the first time at the loss is to write the first check so that a homeowner can go and hire a contractor it doesn't mean this is the final amount this is all we're going to do their job is to get the money moving get the money and then
1: moving.
0: That's, yeah that's, the, that's their job that's the so.
1: ACV payment. Yes.
0: Yes, yeah. So, so that's, that's their job. And I've talked to contractors that go, you know what, that's, that's all the money that we're going to get. And I'm going, that's not in the insurance world the way it works. And, and so it's kind of a misconception. So I want to address that. Uh, yes. So supplementing is expected. It's not a, it's a surprise, even though some adjusters treat it that way. But in the insurance industry, they are taught and prepped that, that supplementation will happen. So when you get an estimate, let's say that we have a roofing claim, it's, you know, maybe roofing and siding, um, gutters. let's say it's around $12,000 uh, that they come to the table with. And when you look at it and you see, well, they paid remove and replace shingles, you got our felt, maybe got some drip edge, but they didn't pay turtle vents, uh, chimney flashing, pipe jacks, drip edge, ridge cap, starter, um, O&P, because we have three trades, which I think O&P should be paid on roof only. That's a different discussion. Let's,
1: let's mention that at the very end. I've got my note <laughs> yeah. down here. I want to talk about that. Go Absolutely, ahead.
0: Absolutely. But I don't want to get sidetracked. Uh, so let's say that we have, you know, this great, uh, this great estimate, uh, or they, they've given us $12,000 for something that we go, uh, not, you know, that's not sufficient. Yes. So we come back, we add the, the O&P, the 10 and 10. We'll add all the roof accessories. Um, maybe they, with the siding, they're painting the siding, but they didn't pay to clean it or pressure wash it. They didn't um, you know, pay for masking the uh, the trim or what have you or the windows. So those kinds of things so need to be added.
1: Let me interrupt you a little bit, and, and I want to reemphasize a point I think you were trying to make, and I want to make sure that it, we nail it home. These things aren't left out of estimates because insurance companies are intentionally trying to bilk anyone. No, they're left out because insurance adjusters, especially in cat situations or these hailstorms that roll through Texas or, or or Colorado, they don't have the time to really put together an all encompassing, highly detailed estimate. And like you like you just said, they want to get the money flowing, and they're expecting yep. this supplement. So what we're doing is actually helping them finish finish the claim and close it up. Is that correct?
0: Yes. And if you approach it with that kind of attitude and, and um, that perspective, you'll find your life is a lot e- easier as well. That it's really not a fight that there you are, you know, And you're tr- at the end of the day, the, our job as contractors, the adjuster's job is to indemnify the homeowner back to the condition before the loss. Right. Mm-hmm. So they had drip edge before the loss. We need to replace the drip edge. You know, you go down, down that logical line with an adjuster and sometimes using that specific language you know, perks their ears up and kind of is like, oh yeah, that this person knows what they're talking about. This contractor is legitimate. He understands the process. And yes, that perspective of, um, we're just trying to, you know, finish the job, if you will, <laughs> of the, the estimating
1: process. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be a fight. And that's, I think we can all get a whole lot further with a whole lot less headaches if we, if we go into it with the right attitude. So I appreciate you uh, your Let's perspective see. on that. So an ROI. Um, okay. Uh, we're talking about. I do roof estimates. You do roof roof supplement estimates. At, at around three hundred dollars. If if it, <laughs> and it, if someone pays us three hundred dollars to do a supplement for them, but we get them fifteen thousand dollars, is that an uncommon supplement? Uh, um. Pretty okay. average.
0: Yeah. So we're talking about I love roofs, different-
1: roofs and siding.
0: I look at percentages. That's how I run my business because a Florida roof is going to cost different than a Colorado roof, which is going to cost different than a Utah roof. Right. In some states, uh, the material pricing is just lower. And um, so you get you get the idea. So I would say a percentage increase of you know, we're looking at around 30% is what you want to average on your files. So some of those are going to be big wins and you're going to get 150%. And then sometimes the adjuster is, you know, I've been in the business 35 years and I've never seen this line item. So you only get 10% on some files. So I like the law of averages. I like to look at it across the board that way. Um, It's not the most perfect system, uh, but 30% is what we try and strive to have for our clients that we work with. And that seems to be um, pretty industry average. Now, I do have some people that have gone through my training program and gotten 50%. That's their averages. But they're bulldogs. Like, they won't even let a fall protection harness by the wayside. They're going to get their $17, you know? So, it's, it, it depends on... You know, Yes, we can write a great estimate at the end of the day, but it depends on the negotiation skills of the contractor. But the goal should be that 30% range, I believe, or even better. If you're a really good negotiator, then the sky's the limit.
1: Yeah, I think I I would agree wholeheartedly with with that percentage. Uh, Some of these folks out of Dallas, Fort Worth are getting way more than that, uh, just Mm -hmm. because some of these claims I'm seeing are just the, the adjuster spent about 10 minutes on site and
0: that's the thing too. How How what, what kind of estimate are we getting in the beginning? Exactly. Be better, it's just remove and replace shingles. Then yeah, you're going to do up in that fifty percent range because we got a lot on the table we can ask for.
1: So yeah, or or the ones that come through with with uh, the note that says no storm damage evident at this time, and the whole roof needs to be replaced. Th- that's that's yes. more about hundred percent increase. More in
0: like it. a two hundred. Yeah, fifty. <laughs> um, and that those are always really fun to work on. So. Uh, and it? and you can. So that's just one more thought there. You can when you have a denial, go ahead and write a supplement estimate and submit it again, which will trigger a reinspect. We do that a lot of times for our clients where they say, you know, we're not going to buy um, X, Y, and Z. We we still write it up and then they have to, you know, it, it triggers a reinspect, which is a great thing. Um, that that way you get another chance
1: Perfect. for them to come buy the roof or siding or whatever Good advice. What are some rookie mistakes that that folks come in and and make right out of the gates that that you're like you slap on their hand, <laughs> go on, come on, all right, let's get over this.
0: <laughs> I think writing an estimate up that's just like, here, Mister Adjuster, here's what I think the roof should cost. That just says. Um, just all of your line items all in one one fell swoop. And um, instead of saying, I acknowledge that you've paid X, Y, and Z here at the bottom of my estimate is where I, these are the items I'm asking for. So instead of an adjuster getting an estimate where everything's all mixed together and he's like, well, I've paid that. Okay, scratch. Uh, I didn't pay that. Okay, I paid this. Scratch. That takes a lot of time. Whereas if you write your estimate, here's what the insurance paid, and write it in the same manner that they do, same you know order, dope, same quantities, and then let's say that they paid 20 squares and your Eagle View says 22, then I would go down below and have another shingle line item saying, you missed these two squares, rather than uh, trying to explain it in one line item and... They get really confused. So what the adjuster should be able to do is take your estimate, say, okay, this is what I paid, this is what they're asking for, and then you justify documentation.
1: Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that's...
0: So I think not only your mm-hmm. estimate that you submit, it's the formatting okay. that we found makes a huge
1: difference. That's great advice. So you want to you wanna call out the supplement items that are truly supplemental to the claim, but while yes. also acknowledging what the adjuster already has in his or her estimate
0: absolutely yes so okay so acknowledge acknowledge this is what you've paid and then either bold your line items create a separate folder for them make it absolutely clear this is what we say you've missed
1: perfect all right what are some of the most common objections you hear or your clients hear from adjusters
0: on specific line items, or just the supplement, and as as the whole. Well, way.
1: I mean, they're either or. I'm. I imagine there's a little bit of both. So let's start with just just the fact that. What are some objections to supplements in general?
0: Um, that I can get a contractor
1: that can do it for cheaper. Oh. Yeah, okay. that's a big one. How do you yeah. uh, How do you overcome that objection?
0: And this is kind of talking a little bit outside of supplementation, but sure. your co- you as a contractor have, a, have to have a tight-knit uh, relationship with your your homeowner that they understand the supplement process. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the mm-hmm. first things that happens is that contractors fall apart in the supplement process is they go, ah, I'm just going to go ahead and send up this estimate. And my life's going to be great and I'm going to get all this money. No, what's going to happen is the adjuster is going to call the homeowner and say, hey, your contractor is asking for $25,000 on this roof. I've written an estimate for 12. He's, you know, there's something wrong with him. Mm. And the homeowner has to be knowledgeable enough that you have instructed him. This is Mr. Adjuster. This is the contractor that I want to use. I believe he's going to do a quality job. And this is what he says it's going to take. Then I'm with the, the contractor that, um, you know, he's a quality guy. And we need to, you know see what we can do about this instead of the homeowner going, Oh yeah, you're right. That Tom Smith, he's trying to pull it over on me. I'm going to find someone else. And so that's what happens if you're a rookie supplementing company. um, You're going to lose some clients. If you don't form form that bond and and inform them,
1: you've got to educate your client. You've you've got to educate your client and inoculate them because there will be, and this is not every adjuster out there. There are rogue adjusters, that will do that every time because yes. they don't and want Texas, to reopen the file.
0: You've got it. And in Texas, exactly, we've had a lot of pushback from that. It's like the Wild West out there. It sure is. Not only do they not have licenses, know, uh, right? the adjusters just go crazy and we're just like, where did you come up with this? But that's one of the big ones is if you don't set it up right in the beginning with your homeowner, then there's no point in supplementing because it's just going to fall to pieces.
1: And you've got a great video on starting that process of education with an opening statement. Is that correct?
0: Yes. So there a is good a good
1: opening statement.
0: Yes. So not only can it inform the homeowner, it can also show the adjuster, you know, we're the contractor of choice. There's all kinds of things you can do on your, your opening statement in the exactimate estimate. That's correct. And we correct. will
1: link to your YouTube channel at the bottom somewhere here in this magical land we call The interwebs. Um, So, yeah, educate your client. And then let's talk about the probably the number one objection that we're all hearing, especially when it comes to Roof, overhead and profit. Okay. Talk to me. Yes.
0: So, so first of all, you have to... Show yourself as a GC. You can't just be ABC Roofing, not have your general contractor's license and say, oh, I deserve O&P on this roof-only estimate. So there are some things that you need to do. Either get licensed or rewrite register your name as ABC Roofing and Construction. Yes. I know it's dumb, but it makes a difference. They yes. have to see you as a GC. So like in Texas, there's no licenses, so you actually have to go through the motions of changing your name. Here in Utah, we work with companies that, you know, abc roofing but they held their gc license so they have a piece of paper yes so it's good to know in your state what they require but that would be step one i think is to uh to address that then secondly in Xactimate, they have a, a white paper that states from the company who wrote the software our prices reflect sub profit but not general contractor overhead and profit so there is a document it's a pdf out there um that states their position on it. So when they call up and they do their pricing, um, they're actually located right down here in Lehigh. Yeah. There's a huge room, this huge room of people constantly calling to uh, contractors, suppliers, uh, you name it, to get their pricing. Yeah. That is their, that, that doesn't include the person overseeing and manipulating the job. And they tell you that.
1: Yeah, in, I read in, that. In and their I, white paper. You've got another video, which we will link again, as a, a <laughs> yes, wonderful sir. video. That your video on on just that line item, that PDF and Xactimate, and I will will link that up and we'll send that out. I'll tell you what, if folks go to uh, theclaim.clinic dot clinic forward slash eps fourteen, uh, episode fourteen, but c- theclaim.clinic dot clinic forward slash eps fourteen, we'll have all these links, uh, and you can sign up, give us your email, we'll send out that PDF or a copy of that PDF. And sure. I read it. I watched as soon as I watched your video, I was like. Where is that? And I went and found it. And, and it says it right there. These prices do not reflect or not and we, we ask uh the what it was it? The feedback that we ask for. We yes, asked pre-markup with no markup in them. That's, that's the feedback. Exactly. That's what goes into the yep. excuse me. That that's what goes into the database, the Xactimate database. So it's it's right there. So when you, we have adjusters and I have it more often than than I care to admit, they say, "Well, overhead and you know, overhead and profits included, there's a there's margin included in that line item." Yeah, no, there really isn't.
0: And there's margin. Now that's a good point for them to you to come back with. There is margin for the sub, and that's what that white paper states. But there's not margin for the over the uh, the the overseer, the person sure. coordinating the job. Why should a homeowner have to wait for the drywaller to show up? Wait for the drywall to dry, then no one to call the painter. That's yeah, ridiculous. to coordinate the whole job. So, no. Yeah. So there is a person that has to. And then there's also, you know, the uh, overhead. So the taxes, the what it costs to have your phone, you know, so they, the customer can call you. That is all overhead. And that's yeah. just, that needs to be accounted for. Sure and does. even on a roof only, because why is it a general contractor? Why should a general contractor be docked? Because there wasn't siding damage. Okay. Okay, so if there was sighting damage, I would get the overhead profit, but there's not. How
1: does that don't affect? Don't get that
0: logic. That doesn't yeah, affect
1: so, my overhead. It doesn't affect you know the burden and, and workers' comp and everything else and insurance. Everything else. You still got to pay insurance Having, on that. You still got to warranty
0: OSHA, it. OSHA I mean, standards. You have to make sure the guys don't fall off the roof, that they're, you know, <sighs> hard. All yeah. of that has to be accounted for, and uh, Xactra backs us up with that white paper. So.
1: All right, let's keep moving here pretty quick. Uh, we got to wrap this up here in a few minutes. Uh, How long have you been in the industry? You said since 2010. Yes. Now it's six years on. Things have changed a lot. How do you see see things changing moving forward? Let's do some fortune telling here.
0: Um, I think drones are going to be a big deal.
1: I think that's pretty cool. I think so too. I'm really excited about that. Yes.
0: Yes. And I think that, um, you know, getting measurements of, of all Parts of the outside of the home is going to be automatic and automated very soon. I mean, even with Google Earth, uh, you can, you know, grab the measurements of perimeters of things. Mm -hmm. It's insane, uh, and that's free. So, who knows what they're going to be coming out with, you know, in the near future. And um, I used to actually be an Exact Work sort of trainer, so I used to go to their conferences. Uh And in one of their conferences, they had a lady who was an aerospace engineer who helped develop drones. It was really cool. Um, but she, they, their, their goal was that an adjuster never has to climb a roof again. Yes. And that was, that was in 2014. Yes. So it's been two years. So that was, I mean,
1: that's what they're moving towards. It's, it's happening. And then it's, it's not a giant technological leap to have an interior drone pulling dimensions. I mean, it is, it's going to be there. It's going to either come off a drone or it's going to come off our phones. Um, Mm -hmm. I see. And to piggyback on your comment, I see the life of an estimator or a scoper mm-hmm. changing dramatically. Um, yeah, and the I guys think, with I the tape so. measures and, and the notepads, they're gone. They're, they're out of here. Yep, head.
0: and, and um, Xactor actually has an app, a mobile app, um, app that has Xactimate, of course. But in that mobile app, they have what's called Sketchcam, where you can stand in a room and tell, you know, how the distance – between here and a corner, I think is you have to have one distance, but then you can go around the room to each corner and it will sketch the room for you. Not very accurate right now, but the technology is there and it's only going to get better. It's
1: coming. Wow. That's going to be epic for my clients who, who frankly, they never learned how to do a takeoff in the first place.
0: Yeah. And that's the hardest part too. If you're off on your measurements, then you're leaving a ton of money on the table.
1: Or if you're not not taking measurements. Uh, not uh, yeah let's let's not go there okay well, let's, let's put a bow on this thing what are what is your uh what is what was your top recommendation that folks do um, you know what's your top recommendation for restoration and roofers alike um, to make their lives better
0: uh, get trained up. That's what I'm all about. Education, yeah. education, education. The like you said, the industry is changing so much that uh, keeping on top of you know assignment of claim, assignment of benefits, keeping up on your Xactimate training. I'm all for that. Um, they're so going to we- be coming out with Exactimate 29 soon. Oh no! And so oh yeah, it's going to be great times. When's that so, going to come? Uh, uh, they were saying I thought uh, this last, last quarter, but there's a beta version, but they haven't. Really, it's been kind of quiet on the, when they're going to release the the version for everyone. So, I have to go put my uh,
1: head in a blender. All right.
0: <laughs> yep. Just tra- education, education. That's that's what I think is the most important, and that's what we're here for uh, to help you with the Xactimate part of it.
1: Perfect. What is a great place for folks to try to find you and learn more about you?
0: Um, so our website, of course, www.xm8mastery.com. So be sure to use that abbreviation yes. don't spell out exactimate you won't find me <laughs> uh well i'm doing pretty good in my, my google adwords right now but anyways the xm8 mastery is the name of my company and if you go onto our website you'll see all of our training options the online um training that trains you from a to z even through supplementing is one of my most popular products and it's something you can study 24 7 and you can review it as many times as you want it's a pretty cool system so take a look at that yeah
1: Awesome, Alina. Thanks for your time. It was great to meet you. and Absolutely. have you on? Um, I love meeting new folks, and and I think we are we're on the younger side of the industry, right? We are we yeah. are leading a charge of of new incredible things to come in restoration, Absolutely. and uh, I'm looking forward to it. and
0: I think our lives are only going to get easier hopefully
1: hopefully (laughs) let's cross some fingers and knock on some wood there
0: (laughs) yeah it's pretty cool so I'm excited and thanks for having me on
1: absolutely Uh, as always we'll have everything linked up uh, at once again that for y'all out there theclaim.clinic forward slash EPS14 also you can go to theclaim.clinic it'll be episode number 14 here Um, we're gonna this is gonna come out probably around the first of November
0: excellent Looking forward to it. Cool.
1: Have a great day. We'll be in touch. All
0: right. Sounds great.
1: Thank you so much for joining us this week. This week's episode was brought to you by the 24-hour tech training manual. If you want to revolutionize your water mitigation processes to make more money, document losses professionally, and train your water technicians in just one day, You owe it to yourself to check out the 24hourtech.com. That's the 24hourtech.com. Until next week, stay warm, stay dry, stay connected.